Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Themed Entertainment Design Show podcast. Today, we were joined by uh, Kyle Smith from SeaWorld, and we talked about SeaWorld's uh, incredible Hollow Scream event in Orlando, Florida. Trevor and I were the host. Patrick was on vacation, and I hope you enjoy this exciting episode. Oh, I'm muted. Control D. There we go. Hey, there, there he go. is. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm Andy Garfield, and that's not Patrick Kling. Patrick is on vacation uh, with his family, and uh, happy to have you here, Trevor. Glad to be on board. Thanks for asking me to come back again. Of course, I, you know, was always uh, always happy to see you. So, right on. And today we've got a great show with Kyle Smith from mm -hmm. SeaWorld Orlando's Hollow Scream. Oh, yeah. Um, which, we're going to bypass the news. I'm not going to talk about that. Just getting right into the show. So uh, bring on Kyle, and let's just dive into it. Have a good conversation. There he is. Welcome, Kyle. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm honored, actually, that you guys wanted to bring me on the show. So thanks for having oh, me. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. So uh, we just want to get right. Well, actually, you know what? Before we get right into it, we want to hear about your title, about your role with SeaWorld, and uh, about, um, I guess, a uh, top-level view to start of getting into Hollow Scream. Of course. Yeah. So like uh, like you guys mentioned, my name is Kyle Smith, and I'm the manager of Creative Show Operations here at SeaWorld Orlando. And specifically, uh, what we're going to speak about today is um, I'm the production manager of the Hollow Scream event uh, that we are in our second year of this year. Um, it's continue to get bigger and, and better so we'll dive into that a little bit later but my background is um i came into the entertainment industry growing up as a professional figure skater and i got to tour the world with Feld entertainment's disney on ice and i had that performer background and from there i knew i wanted to move on over into the creative side of things into the leadership and the management side of, of themed entertainment so i went to school i'm here in central florida at the university of central florida and uh shortly thereafter i did start here at SeaWorld, and so i've been fortunate enough to been um able to stage manage throughout my time here at SeaWorld, and then about a year ago um i was able to get this role of current my current role the production manager of hollow scream orlando so i'm Super excited to be here and to dive in a little bit deeper, but that's a little bit about about me. Well, we're excited to have you, and that's great. It's a great story. I I, uh, I I have to admit, I have been to the Disney on Ice shows by myself as an adult without children. So, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, my my old buddy Joel Fiesel used to do all the arrangements for that and stuff. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so excited to talk to you about about your your experience with Hollow Scream and the event and learn more about it. I mean, it combines haunted houses, scare zones, food and beverage, and shows across a variety of storylines. So That's let's correct. talk about let's do the overview of the event uh, in Orlando. If we can uh, roll that clip while you tell us uh, the 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 ethos, the concept of Hollow Scream Orlando. Yeah, of course. Get off my shit! 
That's awesome. I feel like I couldn't talk over that video. So, no, 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 I didn't know. Let the video play. I, I appreciate that because you. And then there's the maze with the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like there's a lot of really cool, like nautical, spooky themed kind of uh, mm -hmm. concepts and stories and characters. Let's let's hear more about about that and the uh, you know your you know influences and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, Hallow Scream, if you're familiar with um, the event overall, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment has had Hallow Scream around for, for a while, um, specifically here in SeaWorld Orlando. Last year in 2021 was our first year of the event, our inaugural fear, as we like to call it. And now this year we are doing um, our second year and we're continuing just to scratch the surface. So that's sort of our tagline this year um, as the event gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, speaking as a, an event overall, the goal, what I love about Hallow Scream specifically here is that everything makes sense. It's all cohesive. It's an entire event from the time you basically come through the front gate to the time you leave. The storyline is built in. Everything weaves together. Um, and that's super important to the entire team here um, at SeaWorld Orlando, not including just entertainment, but you know, our operations division, our culinary and, and food and beverage and our merchandise, it all blends together that when you come to the event, it, it just it, it all makes sense and it all has purpose. And that's actually one of my favorite things to talk about is that, um, you know, just that that co cohesiveness and how we're adding different elements into every line of business. But Hello Scream uh, specifically, it does include um, we have five haunted houses this year. We have seven scare zones and we have five interactive bars and then we have three live shows. And then we actually have a fourth hidden show that we'll talk about a little bit later as well. So um, Ooh, I love it's hidden a huge shows. event. It, well, this year we've taken over um, 360 degrees basically around our Bayside Lake, as you can see in that map right there, is that if you came to our event last year in on the left side of of that map right there, that entire section was not included in our footprint. So this year we've been able to expand um, all the way. So when you come into the event, you can either go um, around the bridge or keep going around to other, some of our attractions like Infinity Falls and Mako, our popular roller coaster. So um, with it being only our second year and expanding so much, it was a huge uh, task to take on for the entire team here. Um, but it was super fun to be able to expand and, and be able to um, dive even deeper into the storyline that really started last year. So specifically us being SeaWorld, when Hello Scream was you know, first brought up to us of that we were going to be able to create this new nighttime event, a separate ticket event, specifically here in the Orlando market. Um, that's no uh, easy task by any means compared to, you know, we have our sister park, Bush Gardens, Tampa, um, down, the, down the road here in, um, uh, in Florida. And then all, obviously right down the street, we have uh, Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights. And so being able to create something in this environment uh, was was very challenging. And it took, you know, a lot of us on the entertainment team. And, you know, I, I like to mention inner departments so much here because we are so much smaller here at SeaWorld Orlando. We, we don't have the staff capacity that, that other parks do. But what's super exciting about that is that it does require us to be more hands-on with each other and be able to in the design process and the creative process and, and also the operational process to be able we have to be on the same page to be able to achieve an event this large um but th that's a little overview of the entire event but um 
like you said, if you if you have if you live in the Orlando area and you haven't been to Hallow Scream, I I can't tell you how much that the the guest feedback and and our our local fan base and our local annual pass holders um, they love the event. So the response has been you know extraordinary of how much of you know how different it is. We don't try to compare ourselves to those other parks. It is something unique that we have created here, and we're very 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 proud of that. So. It's it's fun to talk about. It's I, I'm I'm super thankful to be in this role right now and to be able to expand on Hollow Stream Orlando. And it's and it's so different for me from things I've done uh, in my earlier career. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I I was a professional figure skater, so I was on the performer side of things. And even with that, uh, it's more smiley and happy and making uh you know those magical moments and things like that. And while uh, we still want to create those memorable experiences, my favorite word to use uh, in regards to Hallow Scream that I've I've really had to take in to the next level is the unexpected. Um, people say, "What's my favorite word when I talk about Hallow Scream?" or "What's what's one design element or things like that?" It's it's always how can we create the unexpected? And you know, we were able to do that last year, and then even this year, being in our second year, we, you know, we had to bring the bar up again and and create that unexpected for our guests that that a lot of people even you know local to central florida they come to the event and they're like i never expected to have the experience that i had at SeaWorld's world's scream so um that's it's great it's awesome that's well, speaking awesome of that's that a, yeah go ahead, i'm gonna ask a question getting into that because well first off anybody watching if i say anything incorrect feel free to correct me because I'm kind of a wuss. I have never gone to any haunts, mazes, any sort of these events at theme parks because my nerves are not that steeled. So um, that's my preface. But uh, so you mentioned about being, you know, an Orlando resident or anybody who's even visiting and this experience um, being on par with those other experiences that you get from the other guys like the Disney and Universal. But obviously those are tailored to certain demographics obviously disney being more families universal um is you know they have their ips that they will uh bring in and design based on that so from page one for SeaWorld, for you guys um even talking about last year your first year and this year what are your parameters like who's your target audience and what are you setting out with like as those goals those buzzwords that you want to make sure that the experiences kind of check the boxes for for people for sure so um our 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 event is a separate ticket event, much like um, Halloween Horror Nights and also in our sister park, like I mentioned down the street. It is a separate ticket event and it's geared towards adult um, audiences 18 years or older. That is the recommended age. That doesn't mean that um, someone that's much younger. I I love seeing younger um, guests come into the park that are just so in love with um, haunted attractions and, and they're in it to win it. Even, you know, um, We've seen a lot of different families come and and they their kids really wanted to come to the event. We offer something called um, a no boo necklace for those individuals uh, that might be a little on the scaredy cat side. So there's something for you as well. Just come on, <laughs> come on and check it out. Um, but our, our target audience is for that mature audience, um, 18 years and older, and and gearing towards that, it, it is 
we like to bring in a lot of different things so that there's something for everyone. Um, it could be, you know, having some haunted houses and mazes and scare zones that are more um, triggering on the senses, whether it might be snakes or spiders or anything that might have the, the creepiness uh, that gets you the creepy crawlies, I guess I would say. And um, there's other things that we would throw in there, whether it might be, you know, blood oriented or weapon oriented um, swords or um, your abandoned sunken pirate ship, things like that, that we like to throw in there. So there's really something for everybody. Um, and with that being said, if you're not into the haunted mazes necessarily, or you, that's not your, your thing, you know, with the scare zones as well, we incorporated, um, so many different, uh, design elements that all link back to the water as well. So like I mentioned, it's all centered around the, the, the lake, our entire event. And, um, it's the unexpected. I, I I'm going to keep throwing that word in there, but it's throwing things in there that you would not expect in the scare zones or expect to see at SeaWorld. Um, and then with that, we, you know, we do put a lot of entertainment value into our live shows and in our live shows, you know, if you might not be into going through the haunted mazes, the shows that there's something there for you. And then with our culinary element and these interactive bars, um, you know, if, if you're someone that just, appreciates live entertainment and having some great crafted cocktails or drinks. Um, there's spot for you as well here at the event. Well, Very can cool. you tell, tell me all about the, is, is there an overarching story to the event? Yeah. Is there like, it's like, you know, let's, let's get into that. I'm curious about that. Yeah. So, so last year, like I mentioned, when the event was started, uh, we had our icon last year, her name was darkness. And she um, sort of originated as this first SeaWorld siren. Our entire event is based on the sirens that we've created here at SeaWorld Orlando. And the team has done an amazing job at, at sort of expanding on their story this year. Um, this year's icon is Scratch. She is the blood siren. Um, and like so I mentioned, all of them are sirens and they're spread out throughout our event. So some of them have their own haunted house named after them or that they're incorporated in some of our live shows um, specifically it's called siren song features all five of our sea world sirens that are based around for our hollow scream event um, and so with that being said it's all centered around sirens it's all centered around where they came from the water where they are now and how they're taking revenge on the guests and one of the hidden things that um honestly was was super grateful that people picked up on it and it really wasn't planned in a, a fully planned out way to be honest here but it even relates of the sirens um, darkness specifically last year is taking revenge on on the guests and in, in, uh, in our world of how we've treated the earth and how we've polluted it and tore it up and we're just not taking care of each other and the environment and the world we live in and and ultimately that relates right back to our mission statement here at SeaWorld and and that's awesome to think talk about um so it's it, it's perfect and that's how it sort of relates all back into what we do and our purpose here at SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment and then please tell me there's a sexy siren show then too as well <laughs> there is that is siren song that is true uh you could refer to it as that as well and specifically uh with our icon this year scratch who I'm sure you've seen that she was in some of the videos we've already talked about. She's our icon this year and she's our youngest siren in the siren uh, clan there. And uh, she's wild. She's frisky and uh, she's out for revenge this year. So it's pretty fun. Hmm. 
Well then, um, so the so going from last year to this year, then um, Blood Beckoning is is the newest um, uh, uh, house that's um, that you guys have created. And is that is that one that's featuring this newest siren? It, yes, it is. So yeah, okay. um, Blood Beckoning does feature Scratch, our icon siren, this year. And generally, uh, the Blood Beckoning is there's no turning back now. You've ended up in this uh, decrepit, uh, um, abandoned city block where it's filled with some of her minions of uh, vampires that are all seeking out some more, basically, blood banks. So you as the guests, when you're coming into this abandoned city, uh, they are searching for you and going to take you right to their queen, which is Scratch, and uh, sacrifice you, or sacrifice your blood, that is, to continue to make her more beautiful. And uh, throughout the decrepit, uh, abandoned city block, you end up into a subway station. You go down into the bottom of the subway station where Scratch. Oh, did we lose him? Hopefully that's just a temporary pause in Kyle's story about Scratch. (laughs) (laughs) We'll but have to have him back. Soon. So he, um, so he, I did actually. This is something I was going to bring up anyway. But um, there's a, a YouTuber I follow that he actually went to this event uh, yesterday, and I watched his video today. So he just did a half an hour kind of um, highlight uh, reel of uh, him attending this event. And it was funny because it wasn't until Kyle started talking about the blood bank thing with this new character of Scratch that I realized that, oh, that's why there was like these two women at the event who they were literally wheeling around an IV stand with a bucket hanging on it filled with syringes of rum and tequila shots. (laughs) 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 And they're just, I think they were dressed up like nurses, but like in black. And uh, yeah, and they're just literally like, it's just like cocktails to go, just syringe shots of that just as you go through this, this area. Sure. Sounds great. I mean, it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's great. Um, well, it looks like we've, we've yeah. fully lost Kyle. Hopefully he'll dial back in, uh, quickly and, uh, oh, the sea world, uh, internet will hold out. Welcome back to the show. How are you guys? It looks like I lost internet connection. That's okay. It must, must be the weather. We can always blame the weather in Florida. That, that is true. It is storming mm-hmm. outside here in Orlando today. So there you go. So where did so I leave off? Where did I, where did I? crossed off the show <laughs> oh we were talking uh, about we were trevor was regaling us about all this syringe shots <laughs> yeah yeah so there was a quick recap there was a, a youtuber i followed that he just went to the event yesterday um and i saw one of the shots he had in his highlight uh reel was about uh, the, uh two i think they're dressed like nurses wheeling around the IV stand with the jello shots and the syringes uh as you go through that scratch area the uh, blood beckoning area Yes, yes. We do have shot servers throughout the event uh, that sell uh, Jello shot syringes. It comes with, uh, you can take your own syringe shot at home if you want to create some more Jello shots. And then we also have Scratch's blood bag. And those were two creations from our culinary team. Um, you know, tying it in, that's that's another element of, of themed entertainment to be able to bring into the event. And, and uh, they're both very tasty. They're very a great deal to get, um, and so people have people have loved to be able to, to not only have the that Jello shot or that alcohol blood bag, but it's a great like souvenir to take home as well. Mm. That's always fun. 
Who doesn't want to take a plastic syringe at home to create more jello shots? Well, when when you're, uh, I think we lost you just in uh, the kind of the beginning of the um, saying uh, uh, scratch, uh, getting blood from guests, getting revenge, look more beautiful. And I think that's where we lost you. Okay. All right, cool. So I was just sort of describing a little bit more details of the house and how, where you start in the house and where it, where, where you end up. So when you're, you're coming into blood beckoning, it does start in abandoned bookstore through that abandoned bookstore. You go into an abandoned ramen shop. And then from the ramen shop, we were able to incorporate, um, we built specifically this, um, brand new house in an old restaurant that was here, um, specifically in the middle of our park here at SeaWorld Orlando. And with that abandoned restaurant, we were able to incorporate, which is one of the coolest element is, is an actual walk-in freezer. So from the abandoned uh, ramen shop, you walk into the freezer, which I'm not going to lie to you was actually terrifying when in the design process, because all of us were like, okay, will you hold the door open? So that doesn't get stuck in here (laughs) Um, (laughs) because that could be my newest nightmare that I've learned this year is getting stuck in a freezer. (laughs) Um, But we expanded on that theory. The freezer is actually working during the haunted house uh, when it's open and, and you walk into the freezer. Once you're going through the freezer, you come out the back of it um, down into the under the urban bridge. So you're underneath um, the subway rail tra- uh, railroad tracks are above your head. From there, you're going out into what we call a homeless tent city where there's feral vampires uh, throughout the, the homeless tent city that's that's taking their revenge. They're trying to get you. They're, you're almost into the subway there and then you go into the subway and like you said, you make your way down into the bottom of the subway and, and you have the first encounter with, with Scratch herself in her temple. Um, it's a it's a beautifully designed room specifically. Um, it's very unique for a haunted attraction because it is so, so large. It is a very large mm-hmm. room. It's about... Um, almost 35 feet across it's it's a circular room so you enter in the back um scratches specifically above uh all of the guests sort of in her um crow's nest per se and she's taunting the guests uh you know and and pointing out her victims and when you're going through the house uh one of the the coolest you know design elements and creative writing uh that that the, you know the writer was able to put in there was uh some of the scare actors are actually in line with the guests and there's the secret I'll give away. Um, and scratch identifies those guests coming through the house and, and immediately her, we call them slap and tickle actually in the house. And they're her two minions that are in this temple. And she takes those guests down and sacrifices them uh, to give her more blood. So that it is one of my, it's absolutely my favorite room in the haunted house because uh, we were able to design based on the architecture that was already in the park. And it was an outside eating area specifically. Um, and it had this, this beautiful concrete um, platform that was built around almost like a tent structure to begin with. It was actually a roller coaster netting um, for our Manta attraction. So if there's any loose articles or things like that, it was under, it was so the netting was above here for the dining room tables to be underneath. It was an outside eating area. So we took that concept and said, okay, how can we use this totally unique space that we have here and, and create a room? And it was, you know, it was perfect that we could be able to make this siren temple. And with that, you know, the our 160 degrees almost in this room are full of, of dead bodies on the wall with, with, 
um, IV lines coming out of them and, and circling up the tent line, almost like that circus tent up to scratch as well. So you're walking underneath the blood lines or the IV lines. And um, then you have, like I mentioned, the, some of the guests are being taken down and uh, sacrificed to her. So it's almost like a, I like to describe it as a, a show scene, a mini show scene or almost a, pr- a pre-show before an attraction. Um, sometimes you'll go through the house when I'm, I'm going through as a guest or just going to see how it's working and see how our guests are reacting to it. Um, sometimes the guests will, it's so wide that they'll be able to stand on the side and sort of see the show elements take place. And, and, and that's a unique process for sure. Um, that in most haunted houses, it's, it's not that way. Um, what's also unique about not only blood beckoning this year, but a lot of our houses and what you know our, our fan base do enjoy is that we pulse our houses. So it's not, um, it's not a conga line through it's, you know, how many is in your party? Okay. Six. Great. You guys are going in as a party and being able to have your own, um, not see necessarily what's coming ahead of you. It does make yeah. for a heightened experience for sure. And, uh, you know, the unexpected or catching, catching you off guard. So that that's really blood beckoning. Um, there's a few more surprises that I won't leave in the back half of the house, but, uh, like I mentioned, it is, a beautifully done house. We are super proud of that house right now. It is getting very great, um, amazing ratings, to be honest. And um, it, it's definitely a fan favorite. Every night, it does have the longest wait um, so far, and uh, it, it's 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 really great. I can't talk enough about it. Well, can can you reveal now where the fourth secret show is? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk about that. So, you know, once again, we talked about expanding the event so many different ways and and we expanded in Haunted Houses. We talked about um, expanding interactive bars. We talked about expanding scare zones. And then we, we got to the show element. We're like, you know, how are we going to continue to add it? So this year we did add Lurking in the Depths, an adventurous tale. Uh, it does take place uh, right in our old uh, Pearl Dive area. It's an old oyster secret. It's the store there uh, inside our park that um, you're able to purchase um, Pearl from. And we're able, it's an outside amphitheater and able to create a, a live comedic show that takes place in there. So we were able to add that show. And then we got a few weeks before opening, to be honest. And we, some, some individuals, like I mentioned earlier about um, the collaboration between different departments. Uh, they had a fantastic idea and we were talking about different sirens and how they were mixed into the event and adding a little bit more entertainment. And we came up with this great idea called the Lost Souls Hideaway. And that's really the unexpected new show that we're that we are featuring this year. Um, it is its own individual speakeasy club that takes place on our Sky Tower Island. So Sky Tower Island here in Orlando is our um, observation tower that goes up. It's in the center of our park. It looks out over our Bayside Lake. And um, with that being said, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful spot that, honestly is underutilized a lot of times we use it sometimes for special events and um, our education team it's a great centralized location to for our guests to meet for their tours and things like that um so we we came upon upon this and we're like what can we create out here and we came up with this um sort of speakeasy vibe where it's an abandoned cocktail club at the bottom of the ocean floor where um, it has a limit of daily guests. So we only allow up to about 50 to 70 guests in for every um, show that we perform there. And we wanted to create an upscale experience um, 
that was different from the other unique bars where you might not uh, have to wait in line for that favorite cocktail. We wanted to create a specialty cocktail out there and a different um, food and beverage element as well. And so with that, we created Lost Souls Hideaway. And the added entertainment there is it is a drag cabaret featuring Serpentina Murray, which is a first for a theme park um, here in Central Florida. And we are super excited to be able to offer it. So it's um, it is a great addition to Hallow Scream. And honestly, the guests have been just so thrilled with it. It is pretty much um, sold out all the time. So if, you ha- if you're still coming to the event, I would definitely encourage you to go ahead online and, and buy your ticket. It is uh, one of my favorite things. It is my, one of my favorite things about the event this year. Um, like I said, we created this, uh, this beautiful drag queen called Serpentina Murray. And uh, she, she does her drag cabaret. It's, it's it's a comedy show and that's basically what it's based on is it's just having a good old time down at the bottom of the supper club at the cocktail club and that's a separate ticket uh in within the park it is it actually is um so if you want to purchase that ticket and and book your reservation spot um seawordorlando.com it's lost souls hideaway that sounds really cool like wow i hadn't even considered that that's the first drag show in a theme park in central florida how is that possible yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly standing here today or sitting here today it's 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 awesome it's super cool um it, it we're we're very proud of it yeah you should, it should be that sounds great i'm gonna look that up after the show that sounds really cool yeah, that definitely sounds like more my speed versus like the mazes and the, and the haunts, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor it sounds like you could just cool. like drink drink around the sea world. <laughs> and you totally can, you know. Some people, um, you know, that's that's what you're into, and that's great. We we have we have great cocktails. Every single one of our bars um, does have a signature cocktail based on our sirens mm-hmm. as well, and. Uh, you, you can really honestly bar hop around our lake here and then and just enjoy the live shows. And like I mentioned, the live shows are over the top. Um, if you're familiar with some of our sister parks too, we do have um, a show called Monster Stomp. And Monster Stomp mm-hmm. is in our Nod- inside our Nautilus Theater. It is a fantastic show. It is a live singing, dancing, percussionist, guitarist show um, that is, it, it's top notch. It's one of the best theme park shows um, you know, I will say ever in a theme park and also in a haunted a, a theme park attraction. So um, we are very, very also proud of that show. I'm going to start a new hashtag, hashtag bring, bring back Blue Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, uh, the, that monster shot, uh, stop show that um, I saw a bit of it uh, this morning and it's the part that I got to see was the, the four guys. It's basically a blue man group drumming on a coffin and it was yep. impressive. They really are well so well. wicked talented, so wicked talented. The entire cast this year um, is is just phenomenal, phenomenal every single night. Um, you can just tell the passion, and the love they have out there, um, and they're they're super proud of the show, and, and we're super proud of them as well too. Um, you know, last year, uh, you know, we were still really you know in this COVID environment as well. So, with that being said, while the show was fantastic last year um, for safety reasons, and especially um, here different regulations that were still going on, um, everyone was still wearing a mask indoors at the time of last year's show, and and this year. Um, you know, we're fortunate enough to not be in those regulations and things like that and been able to to go forward. And um, that, you know, it, it just is bring to be able to see their faces and to be able to see the passion and 
um, what they bring to the stage every day. It is it is fantastic. The talent is is, is amazing. It's absolutely top notch. One of the best theme park shows out there. Well, going back to the um, the themed bar experiences, what are the? It sounds like the obviously the main um, parts of the of the whole event is being in in the houses, in the mazes, um, out in the um, scare zones. But then you have storytelling abilities in the theme bars as well. In addition, to having a signature cocktail. So, what's the what's the experience like of developing you know a part of a story that's part of that larger cohesive narrative for the entire event? Yeah. So with some of our bars, we incorporate them not only to the entire event, but also um, to specifically to the houses. I'll, I'll speak of one. Um, we call it Glacier Bar Tormented. Tormented is our Glacier Bar Wild Arctic area of the park, featuring our new roller coaster um, icebreaker as well. So that's, that's our normal Arctic region of the park that's centered around that. And with the Glacier Bar, we tied it in specifically with Beneath the Ice. Beneath the Ice is one of our returning houses, haunted houses last year um, for our event. And it was uh, you know, a fan favorite. It was rated number one, actually, in the entire company last year for Beneath the Ice. And we wanted, we knew we had to bring it back in its entirely entirety. And um, this year and, and also last year, we were able to say, what can we do to create another added entertainment element to this interactive bar? And what we're able to do is place uh, triggers throughout that house and uh, live camera feeds that are able to capture how the guests are getting scared inside the house to a live, almost video game experience outside of the house, inside Glacier Bar Tormented. So guests are able to come into that bar, not only get their favorite cocktail, but able to go over to the scare button, wait to see their party co go through or wait to see a random guest to go into the line and be able to hit the trigger, or hit the scare bar button. And inside the house, they'll be able to see a special effect go off that will that most likely will always terrify or scare that guest. And you're able to see the live um, reaction of that guest as they're going through the, the haunted attraction. And um, let me tell you, it's super fun. Sometimes I will just go over there to, to the scare bar button and see how you can just scare the the poop out of someone. Uh, so, I figure you have that button in your office. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to have to have that happen. Um, I could just sit here and, from the office and get it. Get it. It's like playing your own video game. Uh, who yeah, doesn't yeah. love that? So, and, and that's just one of the ideas that we we threw into having you know an added entertainment or that interactive experience with our bars. Uh, that's that's one of the great ones. We do have another bar bar called uh, Poison Grotto. Poison Grotto is over connected to our Infinity Falls, our Waterway Grill, and then um, most importantly to it's it's at the exit of our Dead Vines Root of All Evil House, and it's centered. Um, when you go inside Waterway Grill um, and you're in line to get your cocktail at this bar, it does feature um, aerialist above you as you're getting your cocktail. So once you get your cocktail, you can sit back in any of the chairs or and watch just the aerialists and the, their feet so they're doing above above you inside a theme park um, in a bar. And to me, honestly, it doesn't get cooler than that. Uh, awesome. Trevor Tre Tre and I are big fans of of cocktails and bars and themed bars, and if we're we're working on a themed bar show uh, for the for Untitled, and uh, it's awesome. I mean, it's uh, I'm a little jealous of Trevor who's heading out to Orlando tomorrow. So, 
There you yeah, go. I gotta go see this. I gotta go see this in person. <laughs> yeah. This like these the, not the not the mazes or anything like that, but the bar. The bars in the yeah. show sound at hundred percent my speed. Yeah, we need a full report. We, we might have a follow up <laughs> episode. <laughs> there you go. So so Trevor, Kyle, as, as we as we all know, uh SeaWorld is a functioning theme park during the day, Animal Park, uh Coaster Park, you know, that's not supposed to be scary necessarily. You know, you know, it's supposed to have, you know, scratch running around scaring the dolphins and whatnot. But um so how do you flip it so quickly from normal operating daytime animal park to nighttime sexy yeah. scary zone? Yeah, so, um, you know, the entire team, I'll mention again, not only entertainment too, but um, park operations, culinary, merchandise, you name it. So um, every day with a Hall of Scream event, uh, starting at Sesame Street Land, that area does close at about 5.30. So if you're coming to um, our park on a Hall of Scream specific event day, um, it does close at 5.30. And we start to... Um, that doesn't mean that the park closes itself. We are open on the most weekend days um, until about seven or eight o'clock on our other side of the park, uh, more our uh, SeaWorld Rescue area, our Dolphin Cove area, um, our Antarctica area. That that side of the park does remain open up until, like I said, mentioned seven or eight o'clock on, on Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. Um, but we start on our south side of the park that, like I mentioned, and uh, we you know, start getting, once the guests move over onto the north side of the park, it does require us and the entertainment team bringing out different high reaches and forklifts and the culinary team doing switchovers of different menus and different products of what we offer during the day is completely different from what we offer at night. Our merchandise team gets out different items that they're, they're they might be um, encouraging to sell and things like that so it does start from the south side of the park and it requires like i mentioned every single department here to be able to swap over specifically for the event um if you're coming to the event and, and haunted attractions might not be your thing uh we do cover um any you know we don't have any signs of blood out during the day or um any like uh per se dead bodies so any of the bodies we have to uh reset out or uncover <laughs> And which is a fun thing to actually talk about. And um, and so with that being said, we, we start from the south side. Our team, our entertainment team sets out and uh, checks lighting and checks foggers and checks audio levels and brings out some dead bodies and uh, brings out those more weapons and those uh, skull base that uh, that we, we cover up or take out of our park um, during the day. Like I mentioned, it's 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 family friendly during the day and at night. Uh, we do uh, have mature audiences or, or, or suggest mature audiences. So those are the items that we, we swap out uh, before we reopen. And the whole park uh, for the Hollow Scream footprint does reopen at seven o'clock. And every night we're at least open till um, till midnight. And some nights we're open till 1 a.m. I think we have a clip about uh, flipping uh, one of the neon signs uh, in the park uh, oh. from day to night. Let's run that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah. different, different, maybe it's signage or different, um, like I mentioned, forklifting and different set pieces. There's some set pieces that come out of the park. We have, um, we call them, you know, wild walls or divider walls that block off certain areas of the park so that when, you know, our nighttime guests do come into the park, they're not able to go past a certain footprint. So we're moving different walls and fences to be able to create this new footprint. And also on the flip side, to keep our daytime guests onto the opposite side. And, um, you know, it honestly speaks volumes to, to the team that we have here as well, to be able to operate essentially two different, sometimes even, you know, added um, different special park events as well. So sometimes on a Saturday night, there could be three different events going on essentially at the same time uh, within our SeaWorld Orlando park. And um, it, it's super cool to think about how we've been able to push the bar and, and create so much space to have, two completely different events open at the same time are any of the animal shows or enclosures involved in in the homeless screen event and if not have you ever considered doing that they are not they're not they're specifically for our daytime guests here at SeaWorld orlando and um uh at night uh you know animal we care about our animals first and foremost and a lot of times uh they have a bedtime so uh they are not incorporated in a house scream at all interesting cool that actually was a question that popped into my mind too. I was wondering about that, you know, with lights and, and sound late at night, how that, you know, how to yeah. balance you know, that with, with animal care. Very, very true. And, um, you know, that's, that is totally another level of, of everything that we try to create here. Um, you know, specifically it might start on the entertainment side of things or coming up with an idea. You know, we work very closely with our zoo partners here to make sure that it's not only going to be safe and, and work well for the animals. Like I said, animal care is first and foremost here in the park and, and all of our parks in the company. And, um, you know, making sure that we're making the right decisions for those animals first and, and, and blocking off certain areas or turning off certain lights and making sure the noise and, and things like that. All those things are, you know, is an added element to creating a haunted event and staying open that late here in, in Orlando. That's awesome. I think we have, we have a couple more clips. Let's, let's run more clips uh, about the, uh, the event. Of course, this one doesn't have sound. <laughs> we could talk over that one. That's awesome. Pyro makes everything better. I love the golly. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're in the South when you get a golly. Out of the game. That's pretty good. Jeez. There was a, there was this one I saw again, going back to that YouTube video I was watching that. Um, I think it's a, a scare actor. Uh, I think it's like the first and the last person you see when you're walking in, but it's some tall, bald zombie guy. And just, very convincing performance let's put it that way yes uh, fantastic we like i mentioned you know that's a whole nother level of of our event here specifically a lot of our scare actors they are 
they're so passionate about their work and, and we're so thankful that they're able to join us. And like I said, we have a lot of returning people from our ambassadors from last year that had so much fun at our event and how it was unique and how it was, um, you know, some people do say it is, it is scarier uh, because of the scare actors and how they perform every single night. And uh, the one you're mentioning is, um, in our frozen terror, alive in the ice, it's mm. one of our first few scare zones that you're coming into the park. It's it's right next to Icebreaker, one of our roller coasters, and um, it features uh, frozen zombies coming out to uh, capture you. My favorite kind <laughs> of zombie. Yeah, some uh, frozen zombies. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that was a joke oh. because Trevor, Trevor, we used to have the frozen zombies at the Burbank Pub. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. That was an inside joke for us. Yeah. It's funny when you explain it to the person that would know what the joke means. <laughs> anyway, well, so what? That this event event sounds amazing, and uh, I'm you're obviously and rightfully so super proud of the whole thing. And what do you what what new element? I guess would you say this year that you are pr most proud of? It's, it's definitely blood beckoning. Um, it is the first opportunity specifically for myself that I've been able to be a part of the team to create a haunted house. Um, and through that process, you know, not only have I learned so much through it, but it's been so cool to be able to see it from, you know, original idea of blue sky through the writing process, through the design process, through the build process, and then through, you know, the staging and the actual operation. So um, that is specifically the most, uh, the item that I'm the most proud of and to be a part of. And um, it just, it makes, makes your wheels turn, you know, of like, okay, what did you learn in this design process and this, in this, um, you know, this challenge to create a new haunted attraction? Um, not only, you know, we, we had a footprint that was, you know, we had a abandoned restaurant, you know, that we were like, okay, this space is available. We're not, not using this restaurant currently. And how can we take this space, what we have, and create it into um, something totally unique? And and that was that was super cool. And it makes your 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 you know your brain spin of like, okay, what's next? What can we do to push the boundaries more? What's what's next on the docket for next year? And um, to expand on this awesome event that that is that's here. Well, taking those lessons learned um, from now the uh, you've got multiple years under your belt. You're a veteran at this point of doing the uh, design and installation of an experience like this, what advice would you have for someone who is interested in doing the, in creating these types of experiences, you know, whether they're newer or they want to, you know, move into this area? What if they are currently figure skaters who want to do haunts? What a weird concept, right? <laughs> Trevor, you got me there. Um, I would have never thought that I would be sitting here and, and, honestly talking about Howl Scream. So that is, that is very weird for me, but it's super cool. Um, I, like I mentioned, I do love it. My, my word of advice is to um, always keep yourself relevant and always uh, fresh in the industry, which is obviously exactly what you guys do um, through this uh, broadcast. And uh, expanding on, if there's something that comes into your head, um, for me specifically, it's I, I write it down. I used to always write it down in a notebook, and then it got just complicated trying to figure out where my notebook was or my creative notebook was. So I, I do use my my iPhone, my good old notes, and and coming up with exact certain things. It might be in the middle of the night and writing it down or writing out a concept. That is definitely something that um, I 
I encourage everyone to do because sometimes you have the best ideas in the most randomest times, right, in your life, or you might see something that sparks something else. And um, I encourage you to keep dreaming and keep expanding. And 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 you know, if someone tells you, uh, you know, the best word of advice if one door closes or things like that to to push it another way and to or make a door to go through. Um, that's my positivity message, I guess, to everyone out there is that um, I was very fortunate enough growing up um, to have amazing parents in my life that uh, always encouraged me to be creative. Um, I started early at an early age of um, designing plays and doing certain things. Um, actually, my like neighborhood, uh, whether I brought all the neighbor neighborhood kids in to put on a full production or a fall festival, or even I believe sometimes there were haunted attractions built um, in my backyard. Um, I encourage everyone through that. And if you have kids of your own, I encourage you to let their creativity run wild um, and, and, and not say no to certain things because you never know where it, where it will lead you. And um I'm very, like I mentioned, I'm very thankful that I was able to have great parents that encourage me to be creative and think outside of the box and, um, you know, challenge me. They didn't just like settle for, for, for mediocre. It was push the boundary harder and harder and, and where I can go from there. So that would be my word of advice. That, that's all really good advice. And I hope your parents are watching and, and see that you have, you've made it. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. No, yeah, I always tell uh, young people, it's like if perseverance really is the number one quality you, you need, you know, to get uh, to make it in the industry. It's just you've got to keep trying, you've got to keep going, and if one door closes, another is going to open, and all that, all that uh, stuff. So, yeah, that's yeah. really good and, advice. And I think one of the thing I guess I would add to that is is respect. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of us can probably res respond well to this of you know, through the past few years and going through 2020 and specifically speaking of COVID, um, we've all been challenged in new ways and had to rethink maybe career paths or things that we were, we thought that we were going to end up here and uh, think, you know, the world decided to change on us a little bit and um, treating people how you want to be treated and with respect is, um, it's just, it's a big one for me too of, you know, you never know what someone's going through. And at the end of the day, if you can treat them with the utmost respect and, uh, um, you never know when you might see them again in your life as well. And um, it's, a, it's a great industry thing to, I think, to have on your plate, to not burn bridges or anything like that. Also, more great advice. That's awesome. Trevor, <laughs> any, 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 any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, if we're just talking about life advice in general, you know, just be people to people and there'll be people back to you. Yep. For sure. Respectfully, of course. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, no, this is all fantastic. Like, I, I, I genuinely, I would love to come and see this experience to come down to Hollow Screen when I get down there in a week, and that would be awesome to check it out because it sounds fantastic. It, it, it's, I'm, I'm sold. Perfect. I'll see you soon, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to, to chat about your incredible sounding event and, and we appreciate all the work that you put into getting the clips together and and working with uh, our excellent producers cj and charlie and trevor as well it's also one of the producers of the show and um we look forward to having you on again that was awesome absolutely appreciate yeah, everything thank you thank thanks you so much so you guys, guys.